Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. Oh, listen to that timber. Embrace the gruff and the voice. Have a Stevie Nicks-like appearance by me, Spencer Hall, tonight, editorial director at SB Nation and uh, founder of Every Day Should Be Saturday. Uh, joining us uh, to the nearest and dearest, first of all, regular contributor to this podcast, partner and cast member, Jason Kirk, college football editor and general muckabout at SBNation.com. Hey, hey, Jason. Hey, I feel inadequate that not having not having a voice that can compete with that one. Not, it, it, not, it, I, I, not that I usually can, but tonight I'm even more outclassed. Panda, 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 panda. Oh, damn. Got the designer going tonight. What, um, what, what'd you, now, what'd you go and do to yourself? Um, this is just some horrible sudden onset spring cold funk that um, is kind of handy because if you don't really want to talk to somebody, you can go, hey, listen, I'm, my throat's all torn up. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't have this conversation. Now, now, can you say can you say like something about there being a wreck on the downtown connector? Because you sound like the man in the helicopter on the AM radio. I'm Captain Herb, and we got a real <laughs> sidewinder going down the 7585 right around that Brady curve. Better watch it. Three car fire, APT, AFD, and the GHP on the scene. You're gonna want to take surface roads to get around that. You know, you know what I realized today on uh on 107.9 on their morning show. The helicopter man, they call him Cracker. Yeah. And, uh, and, it's, and it's a white dude, so in case anybody ever wonders if that word's actually offensive, the answer's no. Yeah, no, not, not, a, not in Atlanta. The minute you get outside 285, it's like, well, why can't we say that other word? But yeah, if you're inside 285, <laughs> it's cool. Because you're not in a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a different racial dynamic when you're speaking to somebody in a helicopter. The fences are down, <laughs> man. Um, I didn't think I could be homesick for Georgia. No, no, I'm not. I'm not homesick for Georgia at all. But this is fun. No, because really, what what are you missing? Uh, crippling gridlock? Nope, you got that. But, right. Zero, besides you two, literally nothing. Zero planning? Nope. Los Angeles has that too. Like epic trash food. LA's got more of that. It's like the most trash food town ever. I say that endearingly, <laughs> like lovingly. Allegedly, an NFL team. Yep, same situation. Same situation. <laughs> That's it. Oh, I missed this. Mysterious, mysteriously corrupt baseball team. Dump. Yep. Yep. <laughs> only advantage. Only advantage LA has is that their uh, their baseball team is literally in a hole. It's in a ravine, right? We just put ours in Cobb County. Same thing. Same thing, really. Same thing. Can confirm. We are uh, joined tonight by EDSBS uh, alum and current. Political editor, editor of policy. Like, what is your title? Uh, it's director of politics and news. Guess how fast I let that go to my head. Oh, it took about three seconds. Pretty fucking fast. Yeah, Holly Anderson. Hi, Holly. Hi. I just realized something. You have Stevie Nicks' vocal cords. I have her hair, and Jason has her delicate bone structure. Oh my God, we are Stevie Nicks Voltron. Tusk, y'all. Stand back. My God. Like, you know, my mom hates Stevie Nicks to this day because my dad thought she was hot. Like, and he wasn't cool about it either. Like, stay back. We're going comments. to your dad awfully early in this podcast. Wasn't cool about it. No. Is that he, like when she's on TV, he's making noises or? Pretty much. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> yeah, like, like mid-conversation, stand back would come on and he'd like turn up the radio and be like, I can't see you. That doesn't sound like your dad. 
<laughs> oh, that hurts. Don't make me do that. <laughs> no. Oh, my dad in a tracksuit. My dad in a tracksuit. Okay. Um, Stop sexting me through this podcast. Ah, uh, hostile work environment. Um, let's. Uh, I wanted to do a couple things. Sally doesn't know. She actually, we were doing pre-show. We actually do pre-show, which is the point where I haven't hit record yet. That's really all pre-show is. And Jason, we found out something about Holly, right? She doesn't know something. Uh, Holly does not currently know who the head football coach at USC is. I forgot. Uh, I know found- Ted Cruz's fucking schedule down to the minute for the next week, and it has pushed out the knowledge of who USC hired. Well, that's good. I mean, you, you have to keep your head on a swivel. You have to know where Ted is. The only way to avoid him is to know where he's expected to be. Um, so that I think that's essential information for any American to know in advance where that man will be. Heading, yeah, heading, lest that weird lumpen face get too close to your person. Head, heading to the nearest dildo factory with a can of gas <laughs> and a match. Well, hell, we've all been there. That's where Ted Cruz is headed, man. I'm going to say, if he wants a dildo factory, he can just, he's just, look, look in the mirror, buddy. Yeah, that's right. I um, thought we were, see, I thought that was going to a your mom joke. You know what we should do on this podcast that we've never done before? We should explain the your dad thing. No, no. Do we, all right. <laughs> Let's finish this line of thought, and then we can get to psychologically taxing topics, like why Holly enjoys talking about my dad. First, let's, Everyone should. God damn it. Um, let's see if we can get this uh, before my brain shatters into a thousand pieces. We need to see if there's any way we can get Holly to guess who USC's coach is. Because the joke here is that you know who the athletic director is. Yeah, that's what made me realize that I saw the Lynn Swan news and I was like, oh, God, this is, you know, the, well, he, he at least the face that he was making in the photo made it look like as though he had an exact clue of how terrible an idea this was. Lynn Swan himself did. Yeah. And then I realized, well, I wonder if he'll push out. And then I realized, I don't know who they went with. I Like, I'm sure I knew it at the time, but it has been shuffled off into the nowhere place with Bing Bong in my so, brain. Uh, I would say we approach this like this. Um, is it this bad? Base, do we do we have to do do we have to actually like play charades and go first word? No, no, no. I I I, th- I, th- I think we can we can walk to this uh, in a, in a few short steps, which is based on what we know about USC's hiring preferences uh, at, in, at head football coach and athletic director over the past few years. Mm-hmm. There is definitely uh, a profile um, and a key resume item. That when you slide your slide your resume over and it says, "Have it was worked on Pete Carroll stuff." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. Aren't we? Aren't we kind of sort of running out of those dudes? Uh, not yet. Not did yet. They hire, I, wait, did they hire Sark again? Kind <laughs> of. Kind of. Oh well, shit! I, I think you're definitely on the right track because mm-hmm. run out of those dudes. I think they did, which is why they hired this individual. Jason, Jason, play along with me. Are you ready? Uh-huh. So what was the administrative position in title of Pete Carroll's successor uh, at, at USC? His, his administrative title when he was at USC was what? He was... Oh, the, oh, the offensive coordinator? Are you talking about correct, before correct. he was coach? Yeah, he was, he was the offensive coordinator. He right. went to get Jimmy Johns. That was his job. That's right. And he was offensive coordinator. Okay. Right. 
then they right. hired then they hired who by title who did they hire they hired wait did they stick with wait did they keep clay helton boom okay that explains why i forgot that's the joke that usc has oh. hired three offensive coordinators who were on staff in a row three everything's gonna be fine see but they're gonna solve this thing he, he's a perfectly nice human He's already like six and four. He's already coach. got the polo. He's got all the polos. They don't have to fit him for new polos. They don't have to Photoshop anything like that poor information staff in South Carolina is having to do with Muschamp. Who now has the boom oh. bus? That is my favorite thing that they were so. Did you see down. how unexcited he looks on that bus? He looks <laughs> like he looks exactly like like if you were faced with a long, long ride in a painted-in, unair-conditioned bus in Columbia, you'd be making the exact same face Will Muschamp is making on the side of that bus. But here's what really gets me: imagine how many photos they had to take of him. That was their best option. That photo on the side of that bus is the best option they came away with. Imagine the outtakes from that shoot for Will Muschamp on the side of that bus. I bet he gives them like seven seconds. He's like, "Take a damn picture." Okay. Wait, are you bus. saying that Will Muschamp is concerned with speed? <laughs> okay, well, on one side That's of the ball, new. at least. Maybe he does like half the things in his life really quickly, and then half of them, it takes him forever and he never gets them done. I can name a couple of the things on the other side of that ledger. I pun on flossing. Like, that's Will Muschamp. Either that or he just flosses for like 30 minutes and never properly does it. I bet he flosses down to the bone. <laughs> Like, well, like, Will, why'd you do that? Well, the floss stopped there. Yeah, sorry. I popped all the teeth out. I of ran head. out of floss. You're going to you're gonna <laughs> have to put them. That's gonna, what you're asking, right? You're going to have to put them back in. You know what? That's not my problem because, you know what? The person before me didn't leave much floss in the cabinet, right? Look, go in there and look. I didn't have much floss to work with. I feel like we're not talking about floss. We might not. This may be a metaphor. Um, but by the way, like, that joke is right there. Like, you have something called the boom bus, and I'm immediately hearing Muschamp, like, one of his more malevolent assistants, who's like, yeah, I'm getting three years and getting the hell away from this lunatic. It's like, no, 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 we should have a title with more bang. Like, a bus, a bus with bang. Like, what can oh, we, what no, can wait, we call wait, it? Oh, no, wait, 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 I heard it, wait. Wait, what can we call it? Well, so like, this this vehicle, they're riding it around, what, high school towns, I guess? Just trying to meet Look, people. <laughs> Just trying, just, trying to meet, just trying to meet young, athletic-looking people. <laughs> just trying to make friends. That's all. <laughs> Give them a ride. I want to make this even just more uncomfortable. Meet, just trying to meet some chill folks. That's it. Let's work in that famous shot of Wilma Camp where he's jumping up and down the, during his brief stint at Auburn, hugging one of his players like he's a goddamn <laughs> clip-on koala. You know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, he's got him in the rear naked. Yeah, yeah just, just, get on the, hey, just get on the bus for 22 to 34 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we need. We'll edit it down to whatever you need. Um, yeah, I just hope some assistant put that out there. And like Muschamp was like, mm, that's a, it's a, you know, that's cool. I mean, I like, I don't know, I'm boom, though. It should be boom. You sure it isn't bang, coach? Are you sure? I want to. No, they never called me that. No, never <laughs> called me that. No, 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 the bang bus. It'd be great. I it's love a, the phrase, one of his more malevolent assistants. Yeah, oh, oh, listen, I'm sure there's like one or two dudes on that staff who are like, short time. There's at least two of them named Bonesaw. <laughs> Bonesaw one and Bonesaw two. Well, that's that. To be fair, that's just state law. 
Yeah, I was going to say. Only one of them, it's their Christian name. You know how Stanford has those coaching titles, like the Andrew Luck Coordinator of Offense, right? A Professor of Offense. Oh, the the Bonesaw Endowed Garot or something. Yeah, no, it's just Bonesaw 1 and Bonesaw 2. And you have to do, like, with Dr. Seuss thing 1 and thing 2, you have to wear this little jumpsuit that has, like, you know, a little Bonesaw logo in 1, a little mm-hmm. Bonesaw logo in 2. They'd be like, I thought Bonesaw. if you wear a jumpsuit, then you don't have to wash the blood chips off. You just kind of shed it. Frankly, wearing a jumpsuit in Columbia, South Carolina is just a good idea for sanitation and personal hygiene. Oh, God, I don't know. Imagine, like, have you ever had full-body swamp ass? I haven't. Breathable. Breathable. It's got a wick. Maybe, Jason, we should just send Bud out in the road in one of those. A wick, <laughs> a full wicking body suit. He'll figure Bud, it out. Bud, full-body fi- swamp ass Elliot. He'll figure out a hack that'll make it, uh, that'll make it workable. I haven't, Jason, I haven't told Holly. And then Actually, he'll buy him in bulk. I think I did. Yes, he'll buy a pallet of it we, we for had a, $60 somehow. I got this at Cabela's on sale. It's $30. I got seven yeah, What them. I do is I go, on, uh, I go on, uh, on the internet and look for people who are selling it with typos. The recruits, uh, recruits told me this was on fleek. <laughs> you down with that new OG Mako? Like sometimes Miss Bud, you, Bud. If you don't know, Bud is our recruiting coordinator. And Bud had a moment this week that was maybe the most recruiting coordinator moment ever. And that it implied deep knowledge of teen culture and yet a real estrangement from it which was that in slack he said oh yeah this year prom fashion uh, you know like midriffs are back mid-riffs this was my question what is bud doing at a prom he's just trying to get some you know some tape just trying to get some yeah just just getting some tips about who's talking to michigan who's talking to oklahoma but yeah he he, he just picks up a lot of stuff from these kids like there is some story last week where he wanted recruit opinions on something and just fired up a group DM with like 20 recruits. And we were all laughing like, Oh, uncle bud, just rounding up the kids to send him, which emojis uh, reflect their opinions on this NCAA thing. But yeah, he, he, he walks away with sort of opinions and, 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 and actual working knowledge of every teen thing. Yeah. Mid ribs are back. Like, you know, my wife's stressed about it. I was like, that's 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 the most bud moment ever is to be like, yeah, you know, it's going to be tough. It's a hard fashion pull. He he ends up with opinions about rappers that he's never even actually heard their music. But he <laughs> yeah, young thugs talk. He talks about a lot of nonsense. He does. You know, I don't understand anything he's saying. Kids uh, love him. It, he's, he might never heard a young thug song, but he's got he's got a young thug opinion that is certified by a teenager. So it's perfectly valid honestly i did get it i did get an im from him like a couple of weeks ago. i was like hey, uh, what you know about that new og mako like there we go that's that's my life with bud and i would never trade it for anything can we look at Ludacris's rider from his show probably ought to oh hell yes yeah. i only made it as far as the joe malone candles and i closed the window with a nod of satisfaction that luda is a man of taste and elegance you have to tell us is that actually like because i'm candle illiterate is that a, is that a quality candle brand? Joe Malone is a, is is a quality is a quality girl girl perfume. Okay. Uh, and I walk but whenever I walk by the candles in the airport, I always want to smuggle five or six of them. So good on you, Luda. Okay, that's good. Um, other things that stuck out to me. Uh, one. Uh, I, well, the ahead. very first thing is bread, peanut butter, and jelly. Yeah. Which very, very first on the list. Yeah. No, that's essential. I would go way down the list, and I would look at this. One small secret deodorant. As if I didn't know Luda was already pretty smart. Wearing secret as a man, that's Oh, like, we gotta post the vine of you yelling about secret deodorant after you walked 20 miles to my house that one time. 
It was totally fine. I, I smelled great. Secret is indestructible. You are loud and profane in your defense of secret deodorant. Till I die. Secret is the best deodorant out there. Hands down. You actually, it's actually kind of harmful. You'll stop sweating in parts of your body that did not even receive a treatment of secret. So the one thing to consider with some of these is I believe Luda is married. Um, and I'm not sure about the kid situation, if there are any kids involved who might or might not be traveling. But perhaps a consideration when it comes to candle quality, deodorant quality, things like that. Uh, maybe. That big box of Magnums, too. No, I know it's a thing that he endorses. He's like, I will endorse Magnum condoms till I die. Which, cool. That's that's fine. He specifies here that he wants the ecstasy variety of Trojan Magnum condoms. So that's, like, very specific. So if he has kids, it's evident that he doesn't want any more. So that's responsible. In addition to this, two packs of AA batteries and two packs of AAA batteries. What are those for? Probably for the... Uh, it's got to be something to do with Georgia football, probably. Some sort of fan noisemaker thing, pretty much. I, my favorite thing on here is uh, the cognac, which is his own brand of cognac. So he made the University of Georgia uh, buy him two bottles of his own cognac. Yep. I mean, if, once you get, once you get to that level, I don't. What, what what the fuck do you need with a business degree or anything or, or any kind of life plan? Just do that. He's the just make that your goal and work toward that. He's the professor who makes you buy his own book, right? Like, can we uh, talk about the repeat of almonds? Because that's what I keep getting stuck on. I see an unsalted almonds, right? We got one. One fresh unsalted almonds, but then down there between lotion and soap, God knows why, it's one can of almonds. Okay, is that the salted almonds? Or is that just to make sure, you know what that is? I know Here's that the is. language. Yeah, this is, one this fresh is, unsalted almonds, one can of almonds. This is this is the Van Halen brown yeah, M&M thing. Yeah. This mm -hmm. is the... Uh, Hey, I only see one almonds. I'm uh, bye. Can't do it. Gotta go. I only Those see all almonds. Yeah, no. This yeah. is. Yeah, right, I'm bored with this. No, this is to make sure you're paying attention. Luda charged them sixty-five grand, and we we know this because uh, that open records law hasn't passed yet, so we didn't have to wait ninety days after the. Well, it has, but they sent it really quick. Like the law, the law is in effect. There's a there's another open records request that they are dragging their feet on, but this one they sent it they turned it around within hours. Um, I mean, if the if the whole purpose of that law was uh, recruiting, I mean, shit, man, looking at this, this this is yeah yeah this is gonna help recruiting. I'd want this out quickly too. Also, come to Georgia, get you six large white T-shirts, can of V8 juice, some can I'm, some candles. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need the I'm gonna need the finest candles in order to come to Georgia. Kirby Smart. Sitting there in a bed, bath, and beyond at like one in the morning. God damn it! They they, they really need to make one of those like, like recruiting graphics that like coast, coaches post on Twitter, and you're like, "Wow, coach, you're really good at Photoshop." With like, you know, it's got the light Nike logo, SEC logo, 41 draft picks, and trophies and whatever, and then it's got like one case of Nico coconut water and a hairbrush. Come here, we got it all and a degree. Who do you think does Luda's ironing? Luda. Like that's what I'm. He's asking for an iron and an iron board. I'm wondering if he's if he's standing in the in the tunnel to the locker room somewhere, just humming away and, and moving the iron back and forth, or if like one of Uga's wranglers is going to be tasked with this. I mean, Field Mob hasn't dropped an album in a long time. They might be ironing Luda's gear. Yeah, they're not busy. 
that's true. You know, like and that though it might be Luda because Luda I think has has done the thing where he ran out of money and then had to go like work the voice, right? Like he had to go do a TV show for a while. So I think he's back on that money saving thing because I got a message on Twitter that said. I was at, I think, Auburn. This guy was at Auburn when he did that. And he's like, Luda had this same rider, and he walked off with all the stuff. Like, he put it all in boxes. Yeah, and yeah, took it. yeah. Which means he probably, for soap. he probably has, like, 50 of those rechargeable toothbrushes. So Luda is the Bud Elliott of, of stadium rappers. You got you to gotta buy in bulk. Midrips are back. Luda! Um, we, have, uh, we asked our readers, by the way, for some questions. Since there's nothing else oh, going great. on. Oh, no. No. But the general topic. Uh, Jason, I would have these reader questions, which I didn't tag you on, by the way. You're welcome. Um, the the grade for this, I think they get, they turned in about a C plus. That's good. Yeah. Them. The uh, the theme that Spencer went with was uh, booze. Worst worst booze experiences. I no, think, no, it wasn't. Like it was just, no, it's just we were talking about situational drinking because situational. Okay. Because just to give you an idea. Wait, I'm being targeted here. No, 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 no. Holly, you and I. Am I being targeted here? No, no, not yet. Notice, by the way, we skipped right past the dad question. That was a really pro move on my part. I want people to explain. I want to explain people what what all went into that, because I put a lot of thought into deciding to torture you by saying I was going to seduce your dad. Oh, God damn it. Okay, so. I don't remember what particular barb or sore spot I was punching on you one day, okay? Metaphorically speaking, I think. And I, I you decided that the only possible comeback to this, right, was what? No, wrong. This is I had a whole comedic theory behind this that you were completely disavowing until I tried it on you. Oh, which was that everybody tells your mom. This is the experience. Right, right. No, this is we. We got to start. Let me let let me tell this. You're telling it wrong. Break it down, y'all. We. I don't know how we got into this. I don't know how we got into this. But just just so we have all this on record, I, I. There are people in my life who now think I threatened to sleep with Spencer's father just for no reason. And I just want them to know that there, there's a rich and dark history behind it, which is that we were talking one day about mom jokes and how mom jokes have been in the culture, in the zeitgeist for so long that they're now universal. Like when somebody, Jason, when somebody tells you your mom joke, do you think of your specific mom or are you just like, uh, your mom joke? Yeah, you don't, you don't actually visualize your mom. You don't you visualize your actual mom, right. But dad jokes are so much less common that my point at the time was that there's still a specificity to them because you don't encounter them as often. So when you hear a joke about dads, you're more likely to think of your dad. The edges of this have not been worn down by time and overuse. And I'm explaining this in what I thought was pretty solid logic. And Spencer says, that's bullshit. And I pulled down one corner of my shirt collar and I said, how is your dad these days? And he got so fucking upset that I decided to use it against him for the rest of time. I've never seen him that upset. It's really, really bad. That's a good joke, man. It's cringe. It's cringy. Cause you know, like, and what can... did we learn from Stranko and days of EDSPS your, if it's funny once it's funny every it's time, funny every time. And that's the like that's the thing with dad jokes. You're like, when your mom joke, you're like, ha ha, she'll have sex on a donkey cart. I'm like, oh, okay, funny, ha, whatever. Maybe mom did. I don't know, whatever. Um, but with dad, it's like he's a drunk. You're like he is. Oh god. <laughs> you know. Or I'm gonna. It take... doesn't help that your dad's extremely handsome. 
My dad looked like Jack. He looks like Jackie Gleason. Apparently, I have a type. <laughs> just, just Holly watching the toy, going, mm, "Something about that man." The man can wear a tracksuit. I, I will take. I will. I will firmly stand up for that. My dad is one of the few human beings who located out of the like Staten Island area. One of the few white men who can carry off a tracksuit. It's like him and Bob Huggins. That's it. He looks so wealthy. He does. It's an illusion. Which every once in a while he is. <laughs> do you just want to like? Do you just want to cut this chest open? Do we just want to cut it? Let's just, let's just go. All I've wanted this entire time was to hear you say that I was right about dad jokes. I almost don't want to now. <laughs> What did I tell you? I told you I was going to gaslight you into thinking this was your idea. I'm in hell, and that's fine. It's I'm fine. almost there. Um, so we were talking about situational drunkennesses. Okay. <laughs> oh, were we? <laughs> oh, were we? No, we were talking about Ollie fucking my dad. Um, oh, come on. That sounds like it actually happened. Come on, man. You did. Oh, the, oh have the tables turned now? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Just remember, if we're if we're playing that game of how close can I get the beer keg to the edge of the deck, I'll always push it over. I'll, I'll be that one. <laughs> Who did it? Spencer did it. Again. God damn it. He's going to have to pick up the keg. I'd um, like to say we've all learned a valuable lesson, but I've known you guys too long. Yeah, there's no such thing as brinksmanship for me because there's no brink. I'm just gonna, No worries there. Appreciate you. Um, but situational drunkenness is this past weekend... Um, you got drunk at what I think is like at least a top 20 drunk situation, right? I I would put it high, high, high on the list of desirable drunk situations, yes. Yeah, you got, you got Renfair drunk. Yes, I did. Do you want details? I, I'm, I'm Jason, have you ever been Renfair drunk? No, no, I haven't been since middle school. Or you haven't been Renfair drunk since middle school? I haven't school. been to the Renfair <laughs> since. Because I got to say. I wouldn't believe this without editing. It was lit. I, ha- I, I, I haven't been to the Renfair since middle school. But uh, if, if I went now, I would probably have a few. I was going to say, man, that would be like if you were drunk in a Renfair in middle school. That is some Georgia ass shit. So uh, I'm sold, by the way, on Renfair drunk because we used to do it in high school. And the only reason you go to the Renfair in high school is because they have turkey legs and because they have corsets. That's it. That's why a young boy goes to the rent fair. This is pretty much the reason we went this weekend. Yeah, but it, but you were drinking, like, weird things that were flavored with, like, framboise and brandy, right? Yep. And it was sunny. Like, God in France. And there were people... Yeah, this, the, is the, this, was, this was all kind of an excuse of, of the boss demanding that all of us take a day off because we've been killing ourselves with this new job and everybody's got kids and there's this... Ren Fair out here that takes over a whole state park next to a dam next to this beautiful lake and it's 85 and sunny in the desert and so after two like 12 ounce whatevers of this mead concoction we're all just seeing through time uh, but I also have discovered that you can ably watch a toddler while not being able to walk yourself because can they Jason are you a better parent after like two drinks uh, I think the thing about drinking at in any task is you really cut through the bullshit. You become more efficient at everything. Not is it like that one beer that makes you really good at pool? Oh yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. 
Like, I don't know if it makes you more capable, but there's just so much you're not going to worry about. So uh, on the whole, you're only worrying about the, the things that matter. Yeah, I've got yeah. uh, two drinks. Like we had a passel of kids with us under the age of six, and none of them came to injury, and it's not for any lack of, of discernment on our part. Well, that's that's because my kids weren't there. Um, but yeah, like two drinks, two drinks, and I'm an amazing parent. True. That's like two drinks. That's probably, that's why throughout the ages, that's when alcohol has really spiraled into a problem, is when children arrive, because it's just an operant advantage. You're more patient. You care less about the little things. It's great. Four drinks. I, four in drinks a weird now. way, you become more authoritative because, like, you're being fun and weird, and that's interesting. So they're actually listening to what you say. Yeah. That's... And, like, if you're in that zone for an hour and then you say, hey, stop that, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, that, that stop that really means something. Not like usual where it's, hey, stop that every five minutes. Uh, I'm going to put another co- a couple of different types of situational drunk out there as being completely optimal um or perhaps overrated overrated is beach drunk that's oh absolutely everything's gritty and then somebody always has to drive home or stagger up these wooden splintery stairs yeah beach drunk is so so hot it's so hot and 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 like so hot salts dehydrating everything tastes like sunscreen and sand yeah, it's deplorable. Yeah, it, and not only are you sitting there it, 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 becoming less healthy, you're surrounded by extremely healthy people. Oh, the just, worst. Just, just to really... What beaches are you on? <laughs> not the Gulf Coast. No. Perhaps, where you not, live. Perhaps surrounded isn't the right word, but... <laughs> J- Jason weighs 350 pounds now. It's been a really difficult two months. It's been a bad off-season. Yeah. Miss you, fam. Uh, I will say that Beach Drunk's deeply overrated. Pool drunk is not. Pool drunk rules. How so? Pool drunk rules because, one, it's generally not as hot. Two, it's a more controlled environment, so I don't have to worry about stumbling over as much stuff. Three, there's usually a lifeguard. So if shit goes sideways, I'm pretty sure somebody's going to pull me and or someone I like out of the pool, right? Four, the bar is closer, okay? And I'm going to... Put an addendum on this. It's not just pool drunk, Disney pool drunk. Disney pool drunk is the shit because you don't even have to pay. You just scan that awful little wristband that they have, and boop, there's your $9 beer. Pops right into your hand. It's glorious. So, pool drunk, definitely underrated. This is literally the only thing I miss about ESPN is that Silver Pass. The Silver Pass. Thank you, cousin. Now, where, what, what, what about Lake Drunk? Because I would argue, Lake over Pool in just about any, just about any circumstance. But this, this is, particular, this particular activity, obviously the proximity is an advantage for the pool. Um, this is what y'all don't understand about redneck life. That Lake Drunk is like Lake Drunk is a top five drunk. See, I feel like Lake Drunk has a lot of the disadvantages of both Beach Drunk and Pool Drunk in that there's more often than not some kind of transit involved afterward to get you home. And there's not a lot of ways to escape, you know, the scorchiness and also sticks and snakes. I feel like Lake Drunk, you've got trees. So yeah. there's there's shade. So that cuts down on the sun. It's less humid. 
Uh, it's probably less noisy. It's probably less smelly. I don't, there are some bad lakes, but the, the, not many things smell worse than the ocean. Um, at least for a lot of people, the transit uh, the, the transit is closer. I have a lake pretty close, but the beach is really far, so I'm biased here. But Also, in case you wonder if things get loose on lakes, like supremely loose, there is a None sign. None of us are wondering that. All right. There is a sign on Lake Lanier that says, do not bring pets, including animal, 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 comma, bears, animal, animal, bears, are just listed in this long list of things considered pets. Yeah, that's a party. And also, what's really the worst thing that can happen in a lake? Maybe you get hit by a boat. Okay, you're not going to wind up on another continent. So, like, it's, think think about safety, y'all. Do your drinking at a lake. 